Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpen, always ecstatic to be in the place with you today. Listen, our next guest is a business coach helping women find the path to prosperity through pleasure and purpose right in our lane, y'all, right in our lane. Best-selling author, speaker, and multi-company founder with a double doctorate in naturopathic medicine and acupuncture, Dr. Diane Mueller is changing lives with her superpower, being too much. Diane, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Hi, Nikita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm fabulous. I'm really excited as my too much always leads the way to be here with you. Which is awesome. (laughs) So let me um, create a pause moment for both of us. Do you prefer Dr. Diane, Dr. Diamond, or Diane? (laughs) <laughs> all of, I go by all of those. Okay. So and my patients and clients tend to call me Dr. Diane. Sometimes on air, I go by Dr. Diamonds. My friends call me Diamonds. My friends call me Diane. So really, it's kind of player's choice. Whatever you want to call me Ooh. of those, I am good with. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. I'll see what naturally comes up in our connecting today on air. <laughs> well, it'd be perfect. I always want to honor your choice. So thank you for giving the choice back to me. I would love for you to share a little bit about what brought you to this place that you're in now as you're helping mostly online business owners, from my understanding and my professional stalking of you, and the way that you're helping them with clarity and commitment and confidence. What brought you to this place? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it was originally like so many of us that get into any of our health or any of our businesses, like any of our professions, right? It's through our own journeys and struggles and, you know, the hero's journey kind of thing. And that's, that's my story is really no different from that. I started out the way I kind of explain it to people is I, my first year in business, I call it the rice and beans year. And it was because that's what I was eating for basically an entire year. Like Mm -hmm. I had less than $0. I had debt collectors, many of them calling me every day. Like if you've ever been called by debt collectors, it's a very stressful thing, right? Don't have your life, you're going to turn off all of these kind of things and balancing three part-time jobs while I was trying to get my first business up and going. So that was my struggle. And my struggle really took me to a great place from the standpoint of success in business. But one of the things that got wrecked along the way was my nervous system mm-hmm. and was my enjoyment. Like, even though all of the things that I do, as far as like helping people, I love, right? Passionate. I love this stuff. But at the same time, like anything, like if we task as humans, if we're tasking and tasking and tasking and tasking and tasking, and all we do is task, even if the tasks we are doing are largely enjoyable things, at some point, we start to lose our pleasure, our nervous system becomes out of balance, and we're just running on adrenaline, on cortisol, these stress hormones. So I really started working and finding myself working from this very intellectually dominant place mm-hmm. where I kind of lost my ability to think creatively. I lost my ability to enjoy my days. And so even though I had worked myself out of rice and beans, I wasn't really happy. And so that was what started the initial mission from the Fem Meets Fortune is really how to help women, because I do predominantly work with women and female entrepreneurs, how to help women work 
in a way that is sustainable yeah. and how to still maintain this connection to something that's like not really talked about yet. It's a little taboo to talk about pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, but pleasure is this juicy place that we get to go as women that provides so many health benefits and so many creative benefits to our business minds. Yes. Oh my goodness. So you know you're talking to my language on so many levels, especially <laughs> in the pleasure place <laughs> for so many <laughs> so many reasons. But I I have to, you know, highlight this moment of vulnerable recognition that you are honoring your truth with where you came from and not minimizing it. So I just wanted to take a, a moment to appreciate that. Because I know in your line of work, as well as mine, we often hear people that want to just kind of skip over it and say things like just, um, you know, it was hard. But then I just woke up (laughs) one day and blinked and hit my heels twice and it was all (laughs) good. And diamonds fell out of the sky, right? (laughs) And you're like, no, you can call me diamond, but that's not how the story (laughs) happened, right? So, Which I appreciate on so many reasons from a space of integrity. Um, It's interesting that you were talking about leading from that intellectual space, even once you were starting to feel like the dots were connecting more. I was literally just having tea with awesome Abby, who's an amazing woman. And we were talking about how I was really heady before, like during my healing journey, before I, you know, transitioned and walked onto the other side and why I felt so fragmented. And the headiness is because I was I was leaning into the analytical, which you get pats on the back for. It's the part of you that, you know, dominates in your education and academia accomplishments and blah, blah, blah. Like all the good things that I don't want to dismiss. But at the end of the day, if someone has broken their heart, their soul or their shin, they don't care about (laughs) any of those things. They want the part of you that is completely connected to them empathetically and from a space of compassion and kindness, which I hear you're saying you had to do with yourself first and recognize, wait a minute, I'm not necessarily being as kind as I could be to me because I'm not honoring my creative. I'm not honoring those other wacky, wild, maybe even messy parts of me when I'm being so heady and so intellectual and you choosing to do the work, to pull it all together so that you could lead people from another space is why I champion you. And it's one of the big reasons why I was really excited to interview you when I saw your pitch come through and we get hundreds of pitches a month. So it was pretty awesome when I saw that. I was like, yes, naturopathic. Yes, acupuncture. Yes, business coach. Like, yes, yes, yes. And yes to the being too much for (laughs) for all of the reasons because too much is exactly what it needs to be when it's yours. Yeah, you said so many things in there that I think we can just spin off of. It's like the first thing is like this whole thing around intellectual, right? And and you're right. It's like we are, and this is what I talk to the women I work with. Like we are so trained in our culture and our society and our programming that intellectual ways of doing business, of doing life, doing relationships, like that's the way. And you know, this whole thing I sometimes hear. I, I threw up something on one of my social media accounts one day. And it was a question. It was like, why are there less women CEOs than men? Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. All the men chimed in, you know, then they say it, women are too emotional, right? That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, <laughs> so let, me, let me hold back my too much, maybe a little bit. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it brings up the point, right? Of like, okay, emotions don't belong in business. Says who? Right. Says who? Right. Right. 
And the moment we cut down, I was working this with this concept actually in one of my sensual dance classes that I take last night. And we're working with this concept around, around emotions and around this idea of, hey, if we actually close ourselves from emotions, we actually close ourselves from all emotions. If we become too guarded as women, because we are naturally more emotional, that's one of our superpowers. It's yes. one of our gifts. Yes. And if we become closed because we're worried about expressing that fact that that customer, you know, frustrated us or a communication went wrong or whatever it is, if we close that off. We close off all the juiciness. We close off all the joy. We close off all the empathy, all yes. these other things. And so a lot of the work is like allowing this feminine to come back into the business. Like, and it's not saying that there's anything wrong with, you know, the, the if we're going to polarize this between masculine and feminine. And I always like to, you know, make sure that everybody, when I'm talking about terminology like this, I'm talking about energies, right. I'm talking about forces. I'm not talking about genders. This is true no matter what your orientation it is, but we're talking about the masculine energy. Right. What we're really talking about is like that intellectual energy and there's nothing wrong with that. It has its place. It's great. We're not saying this is bad. We're just saying that when we bring the essence of that emotion through and we allow you to create from these places, like look at artists, look at how many artists like throw their anger, their sadness, and they transform it into something beautiful, yes. something that touches people so intimately. And that's what we really do when we allow ourselves to go into business and create from this more holistic place, right? Yeah. Of all of these different forces inside of ourselves, actually having a voice and a place. Yeah, I love that. And what I what I hear you saying, reflecting back to you is, this is why it's important to double down on who you truly are inside, right? And from all of, all of the pieces of you pulled together in a very synergized, seamless, beautiful way, what, whatever that picture looks like, it's yours. And you leaning into that, if you happen to be more feminine in your energy and the way that you talk, maybe you talk with a lot of context, a lot of analogies, a, a lot of, well, let me paint the picture for you. Some would say that that's feminine energy to not just quote unquote, get to the point and die right in. But if that's your way, then that's how you speak. Now, does that mean that there isn't a time and a place to just say yes is yes and no and no, you know, no is no without the context? Of course. But if that's who you really are, then you lean into it and you listen for those moments when there is a time for you to lean into the other side of you. Because to your point, which is very powerful and true, we all have masculine and feminine energy. It does not matter what your genitalia says or your orientation choice is. It is there in you because you were made by two people <laughs> who also had those different energies, regardless of what was going on. So I, I feel you. And I wanted to reflect that back to you, what I heard, because it was yeah, powerful. Yeah. No, thank you. I love that so much. And you're, you're a lot of the work that you're doing, you know, peeking around your Insta and your website. It's very royal in terms of the energy. You use a lot of lavenders and, and great purples and you're very, very clear of who you are in the way that you're showing up that way. And you talk a, a lot, not just about the importance of the clarity and the commitment and the confidence, which some would say is the more feminine energetic side, but you are like very much talking about analytics and CTR and CPC and all yes. the data and really looking at that, helping women who are maybe either 
already experienced business owners that never gave themselves the opportunity to look at data and feel powerful about what data and analytics could teach them or preparing an, an incumbent, a new startup woman, a femme fortune who wants to have fortunes entrepreneur really say that this is okay for you to lean into both. And in fact, you can empower your business by understanding it and not running away from it in any way. So I really appreciated that when I, when I was doing my due diligence and saw it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your research. I, you know, one of the ways I frame, you know, learning about the data and the analytics of these things that really do drive and inform us as business owners is that, you know, understanding those kind of things while oftentimes it's so easy to run from those things because mm-hmm. sometimes collecting that information just doesn't feel like as fun as actually working in the business and doing the projects that mm-hmm. probably drove you, you know, drove whoever's listening to this to create a business to begin with. Yes. But by learning those things, that's actually how we get time freedom back to actually be in our feminine. And, you know, from like the true, like Chinese medicine, as like a doctor of Chinese medicine, one of the things we talk about is like, the feminine energy is really about almost like this, this ability to say hold, mm-hmm. like the ability to store energy, mm-hmm. right? And the masculine energy is like productivity and it's movement, it's fast, but there there's the feminine energy is almost like this container yeah. and you need the container to be rich and full and open to be able to store the energy to have to use later. And so data is kind of like that, right? So it's like data is that it's like that productivity, you're measuring your production, you're looking at what you need to do, you're making decisions. But by doing that, you're actually allowing them, you're creating more space to go into the storage, Mm -hmm. into this place where you can regenerate the energy. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of this fulfilling cycle. And that's what's been so interesting as being a, a doctor as well as a businesswoman especially with some of my background, it's like, wow, there's so much of like a business and medicine that actually overlap the, and are actually almost like the same concepts with a slightly different perspective and lens. Yeah. I would say it's going to the same house, but just using a different entryway. Some yes. business <laughs> might be the window and medicine might be the front door, right? Or the, the back door for those of us who don't ever go to the doctor, right? <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> for so many of those reasons. But I, I appreciate that visual that you gave too. Which of course brings me to that connection to what this means for you personally, to be in alignment with your superpower of hashtag too much, right? Like mm-hmm. when you look at the fact that you brought yourself together in this place, and I, I know that healing and growing and evolving is a continuous work that no one comes to a perfect place until they are in the ground and can't make any more mistakes, right? But um, with, <laughs> with acknowledging the beautiful place that you've emerged in, in this space of blossoming in this moment, how has it allowed you to shape what I would call work life and love balance for yourself? Like what does, what does your day look like now that you're in alignment, assuming that there's not like a major, major project or a big fire to put out, like assuming it's an easy day. (laughs) What does that look like for you? Yeah. And thank you for orienting it that way. Cause I think it's a really important thing of like, we work to have balance. We work to have this balance of say masculine energy and feminine energy of pleasure of work of, you know, integration of all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, 
there are going to be those days where it's like, wow, I'm just throwing water on the fire as fast <laughs> as I can. And we're going to have to put pleasure on the side for a moment. I'll get to you later, yeah. pleasure. So it is a practice and there it's not, you know, the same day by day, but you know, to fully answer your question, there is, there's layers of this. Like you said, it's a continual process. And one of the layers for me has been really leaning into this too much, this hashtag too much, as you said, which I love. <laughs> and I, I talk about that a lot because I think so many of us throughout life are almost gaslit. We're almost like gaslit for being ourselves. Yeah. We're told that we, we try to be ourselves in the world. And then we're told that something is wrong with it because we're not, whatever that quality is, is not fitting into the social norm. Right. And I have a tendency to be too excited. Like I get very excited. I can talk really fast, but I also get people really excited about my projects. Mm -hmm. I also get really people really excited to be motivated to take the next step to improve their business, improve their health. So it's like channeling and really starting to listen to whatever you've been told that is too much or even not enough. Sometimes it looks like you're not enough of something and that's, you know, that's your uniqueness. But whatever it is, if you keep hearing you're too much or not enough, it's probably somebody really focusing, you know, kind of turning your head, so to speak, to focus your eyes on something that is different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's your superpower. That's what sets you apart from everybody else. So when we can start utilizing that, that's really where the, you know, the joy comes in. No, I, right? I love everything you said. Um, our youngest is 22 and just graduated at the time of this recording this past weekend. Um, and she's petite and soft-spoken in her voice and her tone. So people will of often look at her and think she's like 15 or hear her and think she's around the same age because of the squeaky voice. And she's extremely intelligent, creative, mature, all of the things. But one of the challenges that she's experiencing as she emerges into this next chapter of adulthood are people underestimating because of the soft spokenness, right? So it's, it's the opposite of the, oh, you're too much. You're, you're too big. It's a, huh, are you big enough to handle mm -hmm. this, you know, mature thing, this elevated thing, this intellectual thing? And one of the refining points that my husband and I are trying to help her you know, in body is you don't have to walk around with your magna cum laude, right? Like you don't have to do it. We're proud of you. It's amazing. It's a great, I love that you were competitive with yourself during your education experience, but in the real world, it's you honoring who you are and seeing that your soft spokenness that people, you know, I, I forget because she can sing really, really well and really strong. And the, I don't know if you're familiar with the old school singer. She might not like me calling her old school, but Michelle, who has a very, oh, yeah. right, like really sweet voice, yeah. but then booming, powerful. My daughter is very much the same. Mm -hmm. So when people make those comments, she's like, you know what I say? I say, I'm like, listen, they pay her, that woman a lot of money. <laughs> to use her voice in both ways. They're acknowledging like, wow, this is different because she's so sweet. And then the, you know, the polarization of being able to be so big. And at one point, way before I had kids, my voice was very squeaky too. It got deep, my octave got deeper as I had children <laughs> and my uterus <laughs> stretched. But I remember people saying the same thing. And now I'm a very sought after transformational speaker. Like you just never know what that thing that people tell you is too much or not enough to your point. Wow. Well, if you honor it, if you own it, if you hold it, and maybe in this case, lean into that feminine container that you yes. were referring to of holding space, it could 
literally propel you into worlds you didn't know that existed. So I think that's beautiful that you're teaching this work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I love the story with your daughter. And because I think sometimes even, you know, soft spokenness, right? Sometimes when people start dropping Mm -hmm. their tone Mm -hmm. and become softer, Mm -hmm. everybody takes a moment to actually really more deeply listen. Yes. Right. So it's like little things like that. It's like, like there's so much power in some of these things that we are really that get suppressed. Mm-hmm. So I love I love that story. I, I will be excited about where your your daughter's gonna go with that. Oh, me too. We yeah. trust me when I tell you she's the last of our Mohicans. We can't wait <laughs> to see what amazingness she gives to the world with her superpowers. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Diane, when you are not in this space of serving. Mm-hmm. And when, in an external way, because of course you're always serving mm-hmm. your first ministry to yourself and those that are deeply connected to you in a more intimate way. When you're not serving and wearing all the hats that you wear with double doctorate and multiple foundations and all of the philanthropy, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? Mm, thank you for this. So like much of my work, I am really oriented to the concept of pleasure. So I sometimes motivate because I'm a scientist. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes how I motivate myself is end results. And so part of how I motivate myself to pause is warring to pleasure and then understanding that when I do pleasure, when I do pleasure seeking activities, and this can be, you know, it can be dancing, right? It can be hanging out with my partner. It can be laughing with my friends. It can be spending intimate moments with, with my lover, like all of these different things, right? So any of these types of things are motivating to me in part because I understand the end result is better stress resilience, happier life, less anxiety, better weight management, better sleep, on and on and on and on. Like the research actually on the hormonal regulation that we get when we go into pleasure is completely mind-blowing. There's so much data actually showing what happens to our physical, mental, emotional bodies when we seek out pleasure. So if I'm having a day where it's like, and I have a lot of these days where it's like that last project and it's like, I really should wrap it up with that last project. And I really know I need to seek into pleasure. I actually use the end goal of like, oh, this is actually going to help me perform better. This is going to help me show up in my life better. This is going to help my hormones be balanced better. So I use that as almost like a motivational tool to say, you know what, these other things actually are also my goals. And so I better go get into my pleasure body now. Mm, I love that so much. I mean, I'm personally very deeply connected to pleasure. And as a balance and relationship advisor, I'm always talking about it (laughs) from both the mental, spiritual, but mainly the physical orgasmic level of it. (laughs) Which is beautiful and absolutely can awaken so much in you creatively when you lean into it and not, you know, run away from it. Yes, hundred percent. And it's one, I'm so glad you guys are talking about it so much too, because it's such a, it's become a taboo topic for the past many, many centuries. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a long time, especially for women. Yes, You know, it's like the research on like hysteria. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like women are running around and they're emotional and they have to be given an orgasm by their doctor in order to relieve this. Like it's been a 
crazy history right. for women, especially with this concept of pleasure. So yeah. it's a really important thing to lean into. I'm so glad that your work is you know similar that no, way. Thank you so much. Oh my God. You hit on so much from the assault tactics that we've had to deal with <laughs> through the centuries. Like, oh yes. my God, hysteria is a whole, whole separate podcast episode yes. <laughs> on that. Oh, <laughs> just... You made me come up in my body like, oh, I wish I could just go back, you know what I mean, for a minute. But no, I love this. How can people connect with you and learn more about your work and and take your quiz and do all the beautiful things that you have available for them? Yeah. So if you guys go to femmeetsfortune.com, that's where you can find the business coaching programs. And in particular, I want to guide you to a quiz there. It's called the F. BA quiz, Fem Business Archetype quiz. And so that's at femmeetsfortune.com slash FBA dash quiz, which I hope we can put in show notes. Yes, of course. That's Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. And that quiz, you guys, there are actually 12 major archetypes from a business standpoint. So what I did is in Chinese medicine, we talk about 12 energetic forces in the body. And so there's these 12 forces in Chinese medicine that, that basically drive different ways we think, different emotions we have, different ways that we respond to crises in the world, for example. And so then I overlay those with with 12 major different things that we do in business and said, okay, well, what are like 12 major categories of things that we need to make sure that it, that are being completed in order to have a thriving business. And I overlaid those over these 12 archetypes from Chinese theory. And so when you take that quiz, the idea with this is to actually learn what is your archetype. Again, this is kind of similar to from a business perspective, what is your business superpower? Yeah. And so that's to give you insight into where what area of your business is probably the best area for you to spend most of your time. And then to get insights more clearly into, oh, these areas that are maybe weaker areas, that's that's how you're designing your resume. That's how you're finding your people is really looking to say, oh, these are archetypes. These are the ones that aren't naturally as fun and as just natural tendencies of yours. So it's really designed as a tool to help you learn more about yourself and um, to help learn more about hiring others. No, I love this. I'm going to take this quiz. I didn't see yes. this one. I saw a different one. So I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I think I saw some teasers to this on your Insta when you were breaking down yeah. some of them as well. No, this is, yes, this yes, is yes. really cool. Thank you for that gift for the audience. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on this show today. It's been really wonderful. It's such an honor on so many levels. Yeah. I appreciate you showing up fully and showing up literally in your too much because it was perfect in all of it, all of the ways. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for honoring so many people in the way you do and and for just being so wonderful to talk to and sharing your stories and insights as well. Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, as usual, I am thrilled that you stay to the end to play with us. And if you are new to the BBP, let me give you a little dose of my intentional selfishness. I am not afraid to ask for what I want. So I have two asks for you to the both the current listeners and for the new folks. First is come into your body right now. Just listen to it and think about all that you just received from Dr. Diane, all of her diamondness, all of her vulnerability, all of her truth. 
and think of one person in your ecosystem who can benefit from listening to this episode. Then I ask, not only do you share it, but you share it without context. Don't project. Heard this amazing interview, thought of you. Click share. That's it. That's all you give them. Don't give them any other details. The second thing that I have to ask is for you to enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it boldly.